welcome to Baptist Perspective with Jimmy Barber. Whether you're listening while driving home from work, sitting with a hot cup of coffee, or making dinner, we hope this podcast will be thought-provoking and edifying. Now, here with today's episode is Jimmy Barber. As you may or may not know, we prepare our podcast weeks and sometimes months in advance. The purpose for this is to give myself plenty of time to hopefully devote the proper time to each lesson and to be prepared so I don't get behind with the broadcast. Therefore, instead of continuing to review the scriptural passages from the confessions, I want to devote today's broadcast to the recent happenings regarding various things around the COVID-19 virus. To help set the stage somewhat, I am beginning to write this on March the 27th, 2020, though I may not finish this today. Also, to give further insight to the thoughts, I have been somewhat out of commission the last couple of weeks because on March the 13th of this year, I fell in a parking lot and scraped my face and nose on the asphalt and broke my kneecap on my left leg. Needless to say, I have had a lot of time sitting and thinking about all that has been going on and the relationship of our current subject matter, that is, the Christian and civil government. Due to my time of sitting and inactivity, I watch more news than I normally do and can assure you that when one focuses too much on the so-called wisdom of the world instead of centering his attention on the Holy Scriptures— It greatly affects his spirituality and causes him to gravitate away from the peace of God that passes all understanding. See Philippians 4.7 Additionally, we know that God has not given us the spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of a sound mind. 2 Timothy 1.7 Knowing these things in our head is one thing, But to have them in our heart is another. Having the assurance of them in our spirit and soul is entirely a different matter. I believe every true believer understands what I'm saying. Also, please keep these things in mind as I endeavor to enlarge on the topic at hand and know that my purpose is first and foremost to teach what God tells us in His Holy Word. I cannot control your heart. In fact, I cannot control my own heart. I know what it is to have fear and trepidation, and at the same time to know that it is wrong, and that I am to pray to the Lord to bless my heart and soul to be in line with the Scriptures. As you know, we need the Lord to do this, because without Him we can't. John fifteen five. Allow me to share something that I heard recently that I believe illustrates clearly what I'm saying. There is a Christian brother in Russia that some years ago applied for a teaching position in the school system there. He had all the necessary requirements and was in line to get the job. However, when the Russian government discovered that he was a Baptist, they would not give him the job. This brother said that in his head, He thought of Romans 8.28, believing that all things work together for good for him, but that it took two or three weeks for his heart to catch up with his head. 
Do you not find this to be your case at times? We know the truth of the Scriptures, but until the Lord sanctifies it in our hearts, we often struggle within ourselves. Allow me also to say that I do not think the COVID-19 virus is some minor or insignificant thing. A plague of any kind is a serious matter. There have been plagues and diseases throughout the world, and as long as man lives in this sinful world, there will ever be such things. Jesus said, And ye shall hear of wars and rumors of wars. See that ye be not troubled, for all these things must come to pass, but the end is not yet. For nation shall rise against nation, and kingdom against kingdom, and there shall be famines and pestilences and earthquakes in divers places. All of these are the beginning of sorrows. Matthew 24, verses 6 through 8. Notice that our Lord said that the Christian is not to be troubled or frightened. He also said that these things are the beginning of sorrows. And yet, when a famine or storm or war or other such like things overtake us as individuals, it is no small matter. It is real to us. It is our life that is turned upside down. It is an emotional trauma, and it is painful. As long as we focus our attention on the immediate surroundings, we will panic like Peter did in the sea when he took his eyes off the Lord. See Matthew 14, verses 25 through 32. By the way, I do not mean to cast any dispersion on Peter because he had faith to get out of the ship and walk on the water where others did not. Nevertheless, regarding our subject matter and the COVID-19 virus, Harmful viruses and diseases are part of the world in which we live. Now we will try to address somewhat our overall subject matter, which is the Christian and civil government. We have shown from previous podcasts that Caesar, civil government, has no place within or over the house of God. It is true that civil government rules over Christians as citizens of the country, and the Christian is commanded by God to obey the civil government so long as they do not command us to disobey the Word of God. Currently, our government, as well as other countries throughout the world, are endeavoring to rule over the house of God, and unless compliance is observed to the governmental mandates, arrests are made, and people are put in jail and issued fines. One mayor in the United States said that unless the congregations abide by his decrees, they would be closed and their buildings possibly torn down. This is clearly a violation of the laws of our land, which is the Constitution of the United States. As a side note, many have been seeking to destroy the Constitution before and since 1861 when Abraham Lincoln suspended the writ of habeas corpus, but that's another study. However, the Christian is under command to a higher law and authority. 
Christians down through the century have suffered for their faith under all different kinds of governments. Thankfully, here in the United States of America, we have been granted religious freedom for a few hundred years, but there is a massive movement now to end this glorious freedom. Remember, there is a difference between liberty and freedom. In England, during the reign of William and Mary, the Baptists were granted liberty but not freedom. But again, that is another study. While the Constitution regulates the powers of the federal government, it does not fully regulate state governments in every situation. In fact, some states did not grant religious freedom until the early 1800s. And there is at least one incident where a ban was issued by a state governmental agency in the history of our nation that forbade congregations to meet during the Spanish flu. During this time, a Baptist minister in Kentucky was sent to jail for continuing to hold services. On a separate note, there are stories of men like B.H. Palmer, who stayed in New Orleans during the Yellow Fever pestilence in 1858, and he ministered in the homes of those afflicted with the disease and was preserved from contracting the disease. He did the same in another outbreak 20 years later in 1878. This was true of Martin Luther regarding the Black Plague in Europe and of Charles Spurgeon during a cholera epidemic in his day. While Palmer stayed, many of the other ministers fled the city and abandoned their flocks. By the way, the yellow fever took the lives of some 4,858 people in the city of New Orleans in 1858, and you find that information in studying the life of B.M. Palmer. And Martin Luther said, quote, I have lived to see the greatest plague on earth, the contemning of God's word, a fearful thing surpassing all other plagues in the world. For thereupon most assuredly follow all manner of punishments, eternal and corporate. End of quote. That's from his Table Talks of Martin Luther by Thomas S. Kepler, number 28 of his Table Talk. The essential question for the Christian during such times is, what does the Bible teach us? As we have seen in previous podcasts, the government does not have the authority to rule over the congregation of God. It is in another kingdom, the kingdom of God, which is not of this world, John eighteen thirty six. Our Lord instructed believers who were considering going back to the Old Testament worship because they were being persecuted for their faith not to forsake their assembling together, Hebrews 10, 23 through 27. While it is true that we are not told how often the congregation is to assemble, it is generally understood that the early saints met on the first day of the week, Acts 27 and 1 Corinthians 16.2. Today, we are being challenged by the civil government regarding this issue, and it appears that many congregations are simply following governmental recommendations without question. In fact, it seems that they mostly question and condemn congregations that choose to continue to worship together. 
Who is right? Obviously, the answer is God. What should each congregation do and how should they respond to the governmental recommendations and, in some cases, governmental demands? I can't answer that for you. That is a decision that each individual congregation must prayerfully and humbly make. We are living, I believe, in serious times, and our freedoms are being eroded on a massive scale. Frankly, my prayer is that our nation would draw nigh to God, repent, beg His mercies, and that He would restore us to a more godly environment so that we may continue to freely serve Him without intrusion. Christians have suffered down through the centuries for exercising their obedience to the Lord. Do we have the wisdom, strength, and spirituality to be faithful to Him today? Time will tell. Yes, I believe there will be congregations faithfully serving the Lord at His return. 1 Corinthians 11.26 Will it be in our nation? I do not know. I believe that no believer should arrogantly say that he is going to do so and so regardless of what the civil government says. But at the same time, we must obey God rather than men when called to do so. Acts 5.29 Much, much more could be said and probably should be said by those wiser than I am. But our time is up for today. In closing, allow me to encourage you to pray that all of us will draw closer to the Lord, to have the wisdom to know what He would have us to do, and that He give us the power and strength to do His will to His honor and glory. May the blessings of God abide on you richly. Thank you for listening to today's edition of Baptist Perspective. We archive our episodes so you can go back anytime and listen again. Do you have a question about something you've heard or just want to let us know you're listening? Visit us at baptistperspective.wordpress.com. That's baptistperspective.wordpress.com. Thanks again for listening.